Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The president of APAS, the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, wants quick federal action if CP rail workers follow through with the threatened strike action tonight. Todd Lewis's farmers cannot afford to be affected with a work stoppage for moving grain to market. Well, it's not unexpected. I think the government moved in and you know required a vote to be had, but it certainly at the t- when they when they talked about the strike vote, it didn't sound like the union and the rail line were getting along very good, and sure doesn't look like they're getting along any better now. And you know it's unfortunate and disappointing that we may end up with a work stoppage here. That's what I don't think anybody wants to see that. What impact would it have on grain movement? Well, I'm you know I'm sure it'll uh, certainly hinder it, and even the threat of the strike. You, you know the railroad has to go into a a shutdown mode here, you know, even today they won't be hauling as much uh, freight and loads uh, that are refrigerated and things like that. They have to get off the tracks. And so, I mean, even the threat of a strike hinders their, you know, it's not op- normal operating procedures don't carry on. And, you know, we have, I think the last time I saw, we were still 20,000 cars short this year or more that, uh, you know, haven't been delivered, have been to have orders that have been canceled. And, uh, you know, it's predicted there's going to be a close to a record carryover and lots of farmers in the province here, especially in Saskatchewan, have lots of grain in the bins and uh, want to see it move before we get this crop off. And, you know, it's, it's not a good situation. What type of action would you like to see Ottawa do? Well, the federal government has stepped in. You know, obviously they d- diverted the, put the strike off and they called for this vote. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, we're not aware of what the, what the procedures would be, back-to-work legislation or, you know, a mediation process of some sort. But I don't think anybody wants to see a labor stoppage. And uh, so hopefully the federal government will, will step in if the sides can't agree or get together here and uh, if a strike is going to happen. The chair of the wheat growers and the agriculture minister have said binding arbitration might be a solution. Oh, I think certainly. I mean, however the process works, we're, you know, I'm not a labor lawyer or anything like that. And I, I, they have, there's lots of tools they can use to uh, keep the trains moving, and I think they're going to have to. How soon would you like to see action to get the trains running back again? Oh, I think it, I, I think without question, if they're going to have to take that route, they might as well do it sooner than later. So uh, it would be nice not to see them uh, go off the job at all, just uh, get them at, back to the table if, it, if it's through mediation or uh, back-to-work legislation so we don't have any more delays. Now, on another topic, Todd, there was some rain in the Regina district. You farm southeast of Regina. How are your crops looking? Well, we've had real good germination. You know, that uh, we certainly have enough moisture to start that, but we're going to need timely rains. At our home place here at Gray, we've only had a little over a quarter inch, but some of our land up close to Regina, as you know, has been over an inch, and over east of us here as well, there's been some pretty good timely rains as well, an uh, inch and, and plus over uh majority area in Francis area and over in that direction. So it's thunderstorms, of course, it's thunderstorm season, but it's nice to see that we can get some moisture and the forecast looks pretty promising for later on in the week, so fingers crossed that we get some more. Do you want to comment about this proposed potash mine in the RM of Francis and LaGeorde? Actually, Jim, I also sit on council at the RM of LaGeorde, number 128, and uh, of course, any development like this is welcome, but, you know, the potash companies, there's been a number of them over, over the last number of years, certainly at our RM table there at LaGeorde. The uh, Western Potash Group have been moving forward with the project, certainly Valet, which has now been sold to Mosaic in the Chrono area, and this is another group that wants to uh, develop a, a mine and has some, I guess, rights to some minerals that are under the ground. You know, we look forward to it. It's a long process, and certainly not going to happen overnight, but it's uh, the minerals there. Eventually, it's going to get mined, so uh, 
look forward to what they have to say. And, you know, the price of potash is a little lower, I think, than a lot of these uh, companies would like to see before they develop the mines. But they have a good public engagement process, most of these companies. And I think people should find out what's going on. And it's, like I say, it'll be a long process. And part of the uh, issue a lot of these companies have is a water source, right, for uh, it's all solution mining and so on. So the water has to come from Buffalo Pound or Lake Diefenbaker. Uh, certainly the Western Potash Group has a agreement with the city of Regina. So that's for their sewer effluent. So that's an interesting use of that water. So, you know, I think uh, we look at it as, uh, as positive moves and uh, it'll be good to hear what they have to say at their public with their public engagement. Todd Lewis Farms, southeast of Regina at Gray and is president of APAS and a counselor in the arm of LeJord. An open house will be held in Sedley tomorrow night to discuss a proposed $4 billion potash mine about 30 kilometers southeast of Regina. Can Pacific Potash says the 3 million ton a year mine would be in the arms of Francis and LeJord, but so far it's only in the discussion phase with no time frame for construction. The proposed potash mine would employ 300 people and create 1,500 construction jobs. Another open house to discuss the $4 billion project will be in Vibank Thursday evening. The Weather Network is predicting a hot summer across much of the country. Weather Network meteorologist Nadine Powell is anticipating a summer with above temperatures above the seasonal average in nearly every populated area of Saskatchewan. Averages would be in the range of, say, 22 to 24, 25. So as a whole, the average for those three months would round off somewhere in the mid-20s. So if we do anticipate that temperatures are expected to be above average, then we're looking at perhaps the mid to upper 20s or even into the low 30s in some instances, as opposed to the low to mid-20s, so on the high end of that scale. Powell says the hot, dry weather forecast is due to a high-pressure ridge in western Canada. Because you get a lot of sinking air. As air sinks, it compresses and it warms up. So that's where you have one aspect there where you get warmer conditions. And from, you know, being under the dome of a high pressure, you know, one of the, the terms that you usually hear us saying. So with that ridge being focused across the west, that's where we're likely to see warmer conditions than normal and perhaps even drier as well, because under a high pressure ridge, you, you have to really work hard to get extensive precipitation. Powell says there will be some moisture mixed with the dry weather. For the period as a whole, we may be generally on the dry side. Although there is a little bit of rain coming for us, there will be periods when we do get rainfall. So say, for instance, over the next couple of days, 15 to 30 millimeters of rainfall for some sections, uh, mostly across the east. But then we're not likely to see that sustained over the entire summer months. Powell says the forecast calls for the precipitation to be concentrated and localized over the next three months. Feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan were moving down during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsniuk says feeder steers were down as much as $5.60 per hundredweight. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were lower in all reported but limited weight categories last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder, price, feeder prices declined between $3.33 and $5.67 per hundredweight. The biggest price declines were in the 5 to 600 pound weight category. And we also saw some more price variability over the week with wider price spreads in the report categories. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also lower last week in all the weight categories reported. Feeder heifer prices declined between $1.63 and $5.83 per hundredweight. The biggest price declines were also in the 5 to 600 pound weight category. And on average, feeder heifer prices declined by almost $4 per hundredweight over the week. And what were the factors pushing down the feeder cattle prices? 
Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were primarily lower on weaker Saskatchewan basis levels, drier pastures in some areas of the province, along with higher trending feed grain prices, has likely had some negative effect on local feeder cattle demand and prices here over the last week or two. What were marketings? Canfax reported 4,707 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 7,682 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were higher last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased to $1.20 to average $97.70 per hundredweight, where the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $0.70 to average $85.60 per hundredweight last week. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were steady last week, increasing a penny to average $146.34 per hundredweight. Marcin Yuk says U.S. feeder cattle prices were on the rebound, with May futures up almost $4 a hundredweight. U.S. cattle on feed numbers were at 11.56 million head, up 5% from last May. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola gained $1.30 at 5.1194. Oats rose $2.76 at 165.19. Number one red spring wheat fell $2.16 at 257.47. The rest were unchanged. Durham 252.81. Feed barley 195.63. Flax 462.84. Yellow peas 244.54. Feed wheat 189.58. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat is down four and a half cents at 6.39 and three quarters cents a bushel. The Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 29th. It was a Cinnaboy's turn for a regular sale last week. Heiferite sold from $1 to $1.25. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.25. There weren't enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but there were a few heifers. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.62 and sold up to $1.71. And 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.39 and sold up to $1.45. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,100 hogs Monday, selling a range of 154 to 162 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head selling a range of 155 to 162 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 16 basis points with the daily exchange at 1.3001. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.86 cents US. US cash markets experienced modest losses in last week's trade, as packers were unwilling to dip into their operating margin to add more hogs to their production schedule. With U.S. plants closed yesterday due to Memorial Day, packers will have no difficulty finding the live supplies to meet this week's requirements. Lean hog futures made gains late last week, recovering from the contract lows that the market put in earlier in the week. September to December forward contract prices represent good value when one considers the huge supply that is in the pipeline and the fact that producers can still hedge prices comparable to the three-year average cash price for this time frame.
Jim Smalley's Agro Weather on the Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm. The high today 28, the low 14. Tomorrow mainly sunny, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm. Windy's 20, the high 25 Wednesday, chance of evening showers and the low 13. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 21, the low 11. Friday, periods of rain, the high 15, the low 7. Saturday, sunny again, the high 20, the low 9. Sunday, sunny, the high 22, the low 9. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 23. The normal high is 21, the normal low is 7 for this date. The sun rose at 4.55 this morning, it sets at 8.57 tonight. Around the province this hour, Estevan 25, Saskatoon 21, Swift Current 24, Weyburn 19, Yorkton is 25. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 25, that's 77 Fahrenheit, north at 2, the humidity 49%, the barometer dropping 100.6. In Moose Jaw, sunny 25, east at 11. Once again, Regina, sunny, cloudy and 25, that's 77 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.